started my gratitude journey with gratitude being an obligation. You should be grateful with or without the pointing of the finger at you should be grateful. Well, if we learn gratitude or anything as a should and we fail to practice, what do we experience? Guilt, shame, right? And so that was where my journey started. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds, and the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach, and I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Okay, I have a question for you. For those who have been listening to the podcast for a while, did you notice that I changed the intro last week? If it's your first time listening to the podcast, well, I guess it's all the same because you've never heard it before. This week, I have Kevin Monroe on the podcast of X Factor Consulting. He's the founder of the Gratitude Ambassadors Group on LinkedIn that I am a part of. And I was really excited to connect with him just to talk about growing gratitude globally, what our world would look like if we were transformed by gratitude. Our conversation touches on many different topics including the difference between having gratitude and simply having good manners. And we talk about what it looks like when gratitude is an obligation or a transaction. He also shares a really fun retro story about Kmart. And we discuss Juliana Park's scarcity loop versus the abundance loop. And finally, Kevin gives us a great strategy for your smartphone lock screen. Stay tuned right to the end to find out how that can help you with your daily gratitude practice. You can check the show notes for all the links that we mentioned during the podcast, including how to connect with us through the LinkedIn Gratitude Ambassadors Group. Quick question for you before we start. I'm wondering if you've had a chance to check out my shop at wakeupwithgratitude.com yet. I've got a clearance right now on my set of different gratitude cards. These gratitude cards come in a set of six and they feature images that I've captured here on Vancouver Island. I love getting up early, waking up with gratitude and heading down to the beach to capture images of the sunrise. These are the images that you'll see on my cards. I'd love it if you'd support the podcast by checking out the shop. Thanks friends. Okay, let's get right into the interview with Kevin Monroe. Hello and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I am welcoming a fellow Gratitude Ambassador, Kevin Monroe. Hello, my friend. Hello, Julie, and Wake Up With Gratitude listener. Oh my goodness. I am so glad that you are here. We are connected through LinkedIn, through this group that you started, Gratitude Ambassadors. We're definitely going to talk about that because it is part of a, a movement that we're both really engaged in. And I love that you took the leadership and started something. So that is what brought us together. Kevin is the founder of X Factor Consulting. He's been in business for 17 years. And interestingly, he shared with me before we started that when they first started the business, they didn't know what the X was in X Factor. And it turns out the X is... Gratitude! Gratitude! <laughs> Uh, he hails from Woodstock, Georgia, and just I, I'm just so excited to get into this conversation about gratitude and especially the connection with gratitude and, and showing up in business because we did meet through a business platform, and I feel like you know that is going to be the missing piece for so many businesses as we you know move into the next several years. So. Yeah. Kevin, I love um, starting the podcast with a little bit of your story. You know, I wonder if you were always this grateful and happy person that I see now. Uh, Well, Julie, first off, thank you for inviting me to join you on the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. And you listening, I want to say thank you. And the way I think of podcasts, I've been around podcasts for 10 or 11 years. I love to think of it if the three of us were seated in a coffee shop. So if we were there and and I tried to get Julie to fly me to Vancouver Island and us do this in person, but she, the sponsor didn't uh, foot the bill for that yet. Now, where would we be seated if we were in a coffee shop or a tea house, Julie? 
Where would we be? Let's let's go there first. Uh, well, I love those comfy couches that are by the fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So imagine the three of us sitting there by the fire. And, and I just saw somebody post something about this yesterday and the wood crackling. It was a friend of mine. She she had a fire the night before and she's talking about the wood. Crack- and I love the crackling of the wood in a fire. So there we are. We're seating. And I will tell you, gosh, I grew up in the southeast part of the United States of America in a small town in Georgia. And I can't say I was grateful all my life, but I was taught to be thankful as part of good manners. Right, Julie? And and I don't always remember. I mean, I, I, my mother was a precious woman, barely five foot tall, little tiny spitfire of a, of a woman. And I, I can't say she always pointed the finger. There were times the finger was pointed and I, I deserve that. But I do remember, and whether it was with the finger or not, it was remember your manners, right? So being thankful was part of good manners when I grew up uh, in the 60s is when I was growing up. And, And one day we are, the first time I'm left with neighbors for the day, I don't know where my parents went, why they had to leave, but it was just a day trip. And we were deposited with the Richardsons, some friends of ours. And I do remember, right? Remember your manners, son. And so at lunchtime, Mrs. Richardson and fixed me a sandwich, prepared a sandwich. But in that day, Julie, we would have said fix. She fixed me a sandwich. She hands it to me on a plate. And I am a skinhead little kid. My dad cut our hair every other Saturday, it was always, you know, just buzzed back, chubby face. And I look up at Mrs. Richardson and I say, you're welcome. And she rubs my head and she goes, nice try. I think you meant thank you. (laughs) So, I mean, that, that's just one, as I started into this gratitude, I remembered that's like, wow, I remember I was taught to say thank you and I got it wrong. So Julie, that led me to this. I started my gratitude journey with gratitude being an obligation. You should be grateful with or without the pointing of the finger. You should be grateful. Well, if we learn gratitude or anything as a should and we fail to practice, what do we experience? Guilt, shame, right? And so that was where my journey started, right? You should be grateful. I'm not grateful enough. Oh, then I'm feeling guilty. And so I was always, you know, just I had good manners because that's how I was taught. And I think for a large portion of life, I confused good manners of saying please and thank you. Okay, so people of a certain age, you may not be of that age, Julie. I mean, this is this is how. So I was taught thank uh, thankfulness in a very transactional way. Mm-hmm. And do did you ever go to a Kmart? Do you know the, the stores? Know, yes, of course I know Kmart, yeah. Okay, well, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. people of a we certain age, they're not many And we had Kmarts in Canada for a brief time. Everyone talks about the Kmart days, so I remember okay. Kmart well. So we had Kmart, and I remember, so when cash registers were cash registers, yes. and people punched in all the numbers, <laughs> and there wasn't anything to, to, there was not a barcode to scan, and there were no scanners, right? They punched in everything. There was a little tag on every Kmart register ever. Ever. T Y F S K T. And every uh, Kmart cashier was taught, and probably in today's world, they would have been judged, you know, um, measured by how many times they said this. When you finished, what was the cashier supposed to say? Thank you for shopping at Kmart. Thank you for shopping, shopping at Kmart, Kmart today. Today, today <laughs> right? Today. That was the yeah. T-Y, thank That's you, F-S-K-T. Okay. Thank yeah. you for shopping Kmart today. Yeah. Now, did they really mean it? Yeah. Right? I, it's, it, it was just robotic. And Julie, I, I've, I'm not judging Kmart uh, cashiers. I'm saying that's how I learned gratitude. Yeah, it was pretty much that robotic response. Somebody does something for you. What do you say? Oh, thank you. 
Did you ever really stop to really express thanks in those or was it transactional? So my first my first decades, it was a transaction. I love that you bring this up about transactional gratitude because so much, especially what we see in business is transa- transactional. There's a lack of authenticity. It's like, you know, you you have you put the card in with the order the that's pre-printed and written to say thank you for your order. And you're like, well, then I'm expressing gratitude to my client because I include a little, you know, uh, printed note card that says thank you. And it's like, maybe. I mean, it's a start. I think it's a start. I think, I think the having an awareness of expressing gratitude is a start. So you mentioned though in our in our previous uh, call that I was on with you. You mentioned that your own gratitude practice felt very transactional for a while. You were checking it off on a to-do list. So how did you go from someone who gratitude for three things every day, checking it off like it was a to-do list? How did you go to the next step, which is really starting to practice gratitude? Okay. So I will I will go back to that. I had a mentor years ago, Ken Boa who said before your feet hit the floor when you're getting out of bed in the morning, think of three things. And I actually think he probably used the word thankful, to be thankful for, mm-hmm. right? And so that's that's where that really got ingrained in me. What are those three things? And for years, Julie, it was the same three things, right? And it, oh, my family, my health, my home, or my family, my job, my home, right? I mean, there was there were probably five to seven things that I would cycle through that, but that it it was just that quick, right? What are you thankful for today? Oh, my job, my family, my home. Oh, done. Yeah. <laughs> Next. So, where did I discover gratitude? Um, in a very dark place of life. Right in in a season. So I've had uh, when I look back through my adult journey, I've had um, three bouts of depression, and and one of those I was on the precipice. So, and Julie, I mean, I have the journal here because, well, it now just stays on my desk. This is a journal from April two thousand eighteen. Uh, in April 17th, 2018. Now, I'm the type of guy that usually is am up by 4.30, 5 in the morning without an alarm clock. I couldn't even tell you the last time I set an alarm clock. I'm just a morning person. And I wake up and I, I get up pretty early this morning. It was uh, 4.35, right? Just up and I'm, I'm at it. Well, April 17th, 2018, I could not drag my fanny out of bed, right? It was one of those mornings. Some of you, Julie, you look like you may have had mornings like that, right? And some of you listening, you, you've you had mornings like this. Maybe this morning was one of those mornings for you. If so, my heart goes out to you. But I've been there, right? Couldn't get out of bed. So for me, that meant that morning, um, it's 7.15, 7.30. I mean, that's like sleeping late. Sleeping late for me is 6, 6.30. So 7.15, 7.30, I mean, that's like... You know, uh, um, I, I I just couldn't get out of bed. But I have morning. I prefer to call them rhythms. My wife would say I'm very uh, r- uh, routinized in rituals. You know, they're these. I just, but I, that morning, uh, I came in. I got my journal, and this happens to be a prayer journal. I I'd run into a mentor. Uh, a guy I'd known in the early 2000s, I reconnected with him in 2017, and at that time, or 2016, he said, Kevin, would you join me in praying 15 minutes a day? And I'm like, what? I haven't prayed 15 minutes a day in the last two years total, right? And you're asking me, he said, I don't mean, he said, I just mean get a journal, open it up, ask God to speak to you, open a Bible, ask God to speak to you. So, I, at the time I started doing that, Julie, I was in time blocking mastery, which taught that it takes 66 days to really form, the, to get into the rhythm of a habit. So I had a chart and I was doing 66 days, but I also started a journal and I started numbering the days. So I still number the days. And 
April 17th, 2018 was day 744 on that journey. But it was a dark day that morning. I, but because of a routine, I got up, I came into my office, got my journal. I remember sitting down on the floor and Julie, there was nothing. There was, there was no energy. There was no zest. There was no, there was no desire for really living. Right? Now, I wasn't suicidal. I'm not saying that. But I mean, it's just like, blah, blah. But I sat down and I prayed. Holy Spirit, you are the creative spark of the universe, spark creativity in me. And I have it in writing. I mean, I now I didn't know what was going to happen. And I I was I was in what I call, and I've heard others call liminal space, partially awake, partially asleep, you know, and I probably dozed off. But 45 minutes later, I sit up erect. And there was this idea that was 85% fully formed host and you heard you may have heard me say this in the meeting we were together this morning when when inspired ideas show up for me they show up in the form of a question it's not a mandate it's a question and that that question was host an extraordinary experiment invite people on a this is crazy i wouldn't do this now i don't think a 90 day journey 13 weeks and and Ask people who are like you, who when they look in the mirror, what they see is an ordinary guy or an ordinary gal, ordinary person, but has a desire, a longing to be extraordinary. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. Friends, do you ever wish that you had a way to be reminded to be grateful every day? I know that I need daily reminders to practice gratitude. And so what I've done to help myself and you remember to be grateful every day is I've started sharing daily gratitude reminders on my Instagram account. If you're not already following me on Instagram, you can find me at Julie C.M. Boyer. That's J-U-L-I-E-C-M like Mary, B-O-Y-E-R. Or you can search Wake Up With Gratitude to find me on Instagram. I do have a second account where I share my photography, and you're welcome to follow me there as well. However, the daily gratitude prompts will be shared on my main account every day. I know that it helps me if I see a visual reminder to be grateful every day. So I'm using the photos that I've taken all over Vancouver Island and using them as a backdrop for my words of gratitude. I'd love to see you over on Instagram. Let's get back to the podcast episode. And so from the time I was 13, 14 years old, I mean, I vividly remember this. Um, And maybe it's because of the Coca-Cola commercial that was on the hills of Switzerland. You know, I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony, have a Coke and a smile, right? I don't know, but there there was this, I want to make the world a better place. From the time I was 13, 14 years old till this day, that was there, that that desire. Well, but I was always an ordinary guy. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't that smart. Um, years ago, I had a business partner, Tiffany. She asked me, was I a member of Mensa? And I'm like, what's Mensa? And she goes, well, that's what I thought. (laughs) So I wasn't particularly smart. I wasn't overly athletic. I was always the last kid chosen for whatever the team was because I was short and chubby and slow. And, you know, so I was just ordinary. But I always wanted to live an extraordinary life. So we we launched this 13-week experiment. Each week was a different challenge. It started with the awareness challenge. So what would happen if you just get your book out of, I mean, your face out of the phone, the book, the newspaper, the magazine, if you're commuting on a plane and just look, see what's around you, see the people around you. And week six, Julie, week six, we labeled it the gratitude challenge. Mm. 2018, that was the first time in my life. So each Monday of this this. 13 weeks, my friend Christy and I, because I coerced her to join me for a video because I couldn't imagine doing a video alone. I do them all the time now, but four years ago, couldn't imagine getting on screen doing a video alone. And and we'd start on Monday and we'd, we'd lay out the challenge for the week, talk about it. Well, when we started planning week six, it's like, wow, 
is there a difference between being thankful and being grateful? First time in my life I ever remember consciously asking that question. And Julie, so from that moment till this, it's just been a almost four years now. I mean, we're, we're probably eight weeks away from four years of this really growing ingratitude. Oh, there's a lot in your story there that's so powerful. And ask me whatever you want to ask. We'll go wherever you want to go. Yeah. Well, what I'm thinking about is something that I have talked about in my own gratitude practice for a really long time, which is that we build a practice in the times when things are seemingly okay when things are going well, because we all will have those dark times. It's not if it's when, because we are human beings and it is part of a human experience. It is. It is to have moments of difficulty and moments of challenge. And, you know, it's for seasons. Season, yeah, definitely. Just, right. I, I mean, there yeah. are times it's a season, yeah. right? Today, the day we're recording this yeah. is day 716, 716 yeah. days of the global pandemic. And for some people, Julie, all 716 days have been a challenge. Yeah. It's still dark. It's still despair. Yeah. And it's it seems difficult to start a gratitude practice when you're in that despair. But, you know, I believe, and I, you know, we've talked about this as well, is that the gratitude and grief and gratitude and resentment both can exist. Um, just not the, in the same moment, but both can exist. You can have a gratitude <laughs> practice and show up in gratitude and you can at the same time be in grief or be working through your resentment or all of these things. Um, I do. I want to mention one quick thing about the specific gratitude where I learned that, which transformed my own gratitude practice. I learned it from, because I felt like you, you know, the gratitude practice felt kind of rote. I was like doing the same thing every night and I had a practice and then it just faded because it wasn't meaningful. It didn't do anything. So I uh, read a great, or I met uh, a gentleman, Sean Aker of the happiness advantage. And he spoke at this conference I was at and he said, you know, the easiest way to transform a habit in 21 days, I mean, the number of days, nobody knows what the exact number is, but his thought was his, he said, do a gratitude practice where every night you are, you write three things that you're grateful for specifically for that day. And then you don't repeat it. And just hearing him share that actually did transform my own gratitude practice in a big way. And Mm. To kind of come really full circle in this whole journey is that you mentioned about how you were grateful for your home and your family and your health. And it's like, you know, you just mentioned we're 716 days in this pandemic. And I think about how my gratitude for these things is actually now really deep, Mm, right? Gratitude for my health. Like that's, that's just not lip service. Like that is big gratitude to have a home to live in. Wow. Gratitude to have family. I mean, families are torn apart. So, you know, it's amazing how you can come full circle, take your rote gratitude and today make it into like a really deep practice. Okay. So I I've been doing gratitude uh, in the corporate space for, for three and a half, four years now, worked it into every session I do. I used to do leadership consulting, organizational development. I worked gratitude into that. And there's something I want to share with you in a moment, but here's what I noticed over the last, since the pandemic, because I I find different ways to ask the question, but we start meetings. Uh, What you were with us this morning, what are you freshly grateful for now, right? Different ways to ask that question. But there, there are two things that didn't always make the list 725 plus days ago that now always make the list. Health and family. Mm -hmm. Health and family. Julie, I didn't see that always before the pandemic. But since the pandemic, we are so much more mindful. Wow, I have my health. Right, I have my health today. Uh, And my family. Our family is healthy, right? Put those together and you go, wow. Yep. So, yeah, those are something. Now, something else back that just when you were saying something, I'm like, wow, there was something else that I started noticing. So I'll just be honest. I grew up with a lot of scarcity mentality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in 2000, I I imagine it was somewhere around 2018. It may have been a few months earlier. 
may have been 2017, I stumbled on two images. The images were the scarcity loop and the abundance loop. And 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 they're loops. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't I don't know. Can can I do a share screen? <laughs> yeah, for the people that let me just yes, let me give you permission for that. Yeah, uh, yeah for the people that are watching the video. Uh, one moment. There you go. So, um, and we'll make sure we'll describe it for you that are those that are. Yeah, listening I'll, I'll walk you yeah, through it. But course. and this go is ahead. I was just googling it. I found yeah. it on somebody's website, so I don't know whose website this is. <laughs> but look at these images from uh, the the shift from scarcity to abundance. Right. The scarcity loop. It starts. It, fear is what leads us into scarcity. Fear produces anxiety in our hearts and minds. Anxiety leads to poor choices. Poor choices lead to negative outcomes. Yeah. So the abundance loop, and then I'll tell you the story behind this. Um, well, I'll pause and tell you the story now. So I, I had stumbled on these two loops. At that time, I was going to speak at a national conference for Meals on Wheels. And I wanted to work this into the presentation. And in the contract they sent me, it's like, if you're using copyrighted material, you have to have permission to use copyrighted material. So I had stumbled on these loop, these loops just on the internet. And I couldn't find who had created them. And I found somebody's blog in Denmark. And I'm, I find the guy, reach out to him, say, hey, did you create these loops? He goes, no, nah, but don't worry about it. Just use them. I'm like, mm, it's, not, it's not quite that. You know, I can't do that because I'm signing a contract that says I'm, I'm going to give credit. So weeks, I research, I research, and I finally found Juliana Park wrote the book, The Abundance Loop. Now, Juliana created both these loops, and, and it took her a year to dissect the scarcity loop in her own life. What, what's happening? I'm having the negative outcomes. Why am I having any negative outcomes? Oh, I'm making poor choices. Why do I make poor choices? Because I'm making choices out of anxiety. Right. Oh, what, what puts me or what puts us into anxious states of mind? Fear, fear. Then Julie asked, Juliana asked, how do we escape this? How do we escape this? She was familiar with the work of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross that says there are only two primary emotions, fear or love, but love didn't seem the gateway, right? Love didn't seem, she didn't use the word gateway. Gateway is a word I used. She landed on abundance. So then when we go back to the loop, when we look at the loop, the, the abundance loop is gratitude. Gratitude produces peace of mind. Peace of mind leads to wise choices. Wise choices lead to positive outcomes. That's the abundance loop. Now, just like you said a moment ago, uh, hey, we can't be in fear and love at the same time, right? In the same moment, but the same day, the same hour, the same minute, right? I mean, uh, so we don't live. I mean, I don't live in the abundance loop 24-7. Oh, how I wish I did. <laughs> Me too. Right? But the right, point yes. is, when yes. now that we learn about the loop, when we're in the scarcity loop, when we find ourselves there, we know the trick. That's right. We know what we we know how to interrupt this because to me the scarcity loop is this sucking vortex down when i am in the scarcity loop julie it is sucking me down as a friend of mine said we're swirling the drain getting closer and closer whereas the abundance loop is a virtuous spiral up yeah it's an ascent right it's still going round and round it's just this slow climb up so when we when i find myself in the scarcity loop which I, I still do. It's like, hmm, I don't like where I'm at. So what do I do? Yeah. I pause. So to me, here, here's how I've learned how I teach gratitude. They're just, it's a, a three, I don't, I don't know whether to call them steps, phases, but there are three pieces involved for me. First is pause. Mm -hmm. Pause. Most people I know live such a frantic paced life, they never pause for anything. And the person that taught me the pause, Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. Between stimulus and response, 
there is a gap. There's a, it's infinitesimal. It's, it's, I mean, it's small, but there's a gap in that gap. If we pause, we can then choose differently. So pause, I pause. When I pause, what do I do? I notice. I notice. I look for something good, pleasing, beautiful in the world, in my life. And then I follow that up with an expression, whether that's verbal, whether that's writing a note, whether that's writing in a journal, whatever that is. But it starts with pause. In the pause, I notice. And then what I notice leads me to express. And so, Julie, I mean, you know, it's funny. I haven't thought of these gratitude loops in a long time. I'm so glad I thought of them today because it was really key to my journey because I'm like, I want to get out of scarcity. Yeah. And so yeah. this is a quote that I it's attributed to me. I mean, people say, oh, it's, it's my one of my favorite things you say. Gratitude is the gateway to abundance. Yeah. It opens the door to the good things in life. And that's what I discovered because I spent way too many years trapped in scarcity. I so appreciate this conversation right now because, especially because we're in, we're in difficult global times, right? Difficult. We we are literally recording this on the day that the Ukraine, a peaceful country has been invaded by Russia. And I don't always bring current events into my podcast, but I feel like energetically, it's really important to address what is happening on a global scale on top of 716 days in global pandemic. Yeah. So, and like you said, like, there's just so much and it feels like, you know, I've, what we've been through here in Canada recently, there's a lot and people like you and I, who are leaders in gratitude, who show up in gratitude. I think it's so important for people that are listening to, or watching to just really understand that just because this is how you see us showing up a lot of the time, (laughs) we also can get in the loops in the scarcity. And then what we do is we find our tools and we, that I think the difference between someone who is starting their gratitude practice and where perhaps you and I are in our own journeys is our toolbox is overflowing with where do I go? Right. So I have been struggling more. It has been a really tough time in Canada. So what did I start doing again, which I had not, I just stopped because sometimes you don't do all the same things, but I went back Uh, got my insight timer app going again and started listening to more guided meditations around gratitude and abundance and all of these things. And now sometimes I'm listening to them twice a day because I'm just in, you know, finding it very challenging. So I love what you said there and the loops are really important. I'll make sure that we acknowledge, give credit, um, you know, share the book and everything, because that's, that is really important work. And I, I thank you for bringing it up at this time. So Tell me a little bit about how you decided that it was, or what the message was for you to start this Gratitude Ambassadors group on LinkedIn. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude, love, letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude, love, letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude, love letter into your inbox. It's something that will bring joy and happiness. And of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast.
Wow. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to back up a little bit further to give context. September 10th, 2020. Now, I don't remember. I don't want people to think every date is indelibly etched in my mind. They're not. But there are a handful of dates that are. So April 17th, I remember because I, first of all, <laughs> Maybe one reason I was in a scarcity loop that day was it was two days after taxes. I don't know. <laughs> but I remember it was two days after taxes. Um, but but uh, and, and then fast forward, June 17th, 2019, I woke up and in my morning rhythm time, morning time of quiet prayer meditation, I heard this invitation host a gratitude challenge. And that was the first time we started doing events, public events, recurring events, where we were inviting people specifically into gratitude. I never knew I was, I, I didn't know that was going to become a thing, right? I thought I was going to host one. And, and we ran it as a closed cohort. We recruited 100 people during the 4th of July weekend, which is a really busy time in the United States. People are gone, but we got to 100. A friend of mine heard about it on Saturday. We were starting on Monday. He said, may I share this? I'm like, please. He had this global group. And through his sharing, we end up with 190 additional people. So we end up with 290 people. And we ran this as a closed cohort. Well, because of his promotional efforts on Tuesday, we start on Monday. On Tuesday, we have 100 people on a waiting list, Julie. So like I said, I, I never imagined doing a second one, but we have 100 people on a wait list. And it's like, well, what do we do? The only responsible thing we could do, do it again. And the second time, we had 349 people join us. Wow. And, and Julie, one thing led to another, and suddenly I had hosted 20 gratitude challenges with 2,500 people from 53 countries of the world. How does that happen? So then, but that was just happening. September 10th, 2020, I'm on my morning walk. I walk almost every day, try to walk every day. And I can take you to the side street in our our community where I was. And this question was just there again Mm -hmm. of all of the things that energize and excite you. Because if you look at StrengthsFinder, I'm a learner which means I'm always learning, always reading, all you know, learning, learning, learning. The downside of that is I'm quickly bored by things and go on to something else. But of all of the things that energize and excite you, mm-hmm. what is the one thing that has the broadest appeal and the greatest impact? And Julie, as weird, that's exactly how the question was in my mind. I, I mean, I remember it vividly. And I also remember that in a nanosecond, I had the answer. Gratitude. Yeah. And Julie, that was the day that I pivoted my business on a dime and went all full bore into the gratitude space. And so I've been hosting events ever since. So um, I, I started hosting public gratitude encounters on the first Tuesdays of the month. And then we added the third Tuesdays of the month. And, and then uh, in December of 2020, I was a guest on a podcast. And that led to an invitation to create a, uh, a program on a 30-day platform that, that operated challenges. I don't like the term challenge for that, but we, we, we were invited. I was invited to this, started pondering that and thought, hmm, what if we call it 30 days in the power of gratitude? And we capitalize I-N because that's what we're inviting people into, an immersive and interactive exploration of gratitude in the power of gratitude. What might change, right, on this 30-day journey? So uh, I've now hosted seven sessions of that. We finished our most recent session last week. Uh, and then, so just, I mean, it's one thing after another yeah. that all showed up. I'm, I'm serious. When I, there is no grand strategic plan. Things show up one inspired idea at a time. Mm. And I, I just have a belief about in, inspiration. First off, I, I said this earlier, but to me, inspired ideas always show up in the form of an invitation in my mind. Would you consider this? Think about this. Host a gratitude challenge. So January 7th, 2022, that morning, I was in a conversation with a friend. Something was said, and, we're saying, and the conversation ended. And then it was like, 
what would happen if you invited people to be gratitude ambassadors? Would anybody say yes? What would people say, right? I mean, I'm serious. There there, there was no grand strategic plan. It was just like, it was this question. And it's like, how could I do this? How could I make this easy? So I thought, well, what if we put up a a page, not a landing page, just a page on the website. So there's a link and we send out a link in email and we ask people, hey, do you want to be a gratitude ambassador? If you do, just click this link. And when you click this link, we'd flag your email account. We know you said yes. So I I work, put all of that together, drop this email. And within 30 minutes, 133 people had said yes. I'm like, dang, I mean, this has legs. So that was a Friday. Then we put out a video and said, hey, you want to do this? Here's something you can do right now. Send somebody a text message and tell them why you're grateful for them. That's an exercise I do in a lot of sessions. So we got people to do that. And then on Monday, on Saturday, so this is on Friday, Saturday, Portia Watkins updates her LinkedIn profile to say gratitude ambassador. And I'm like, wow, I mean, this has legs. People are people are re, uh, relating to this identity. Mm-hmm. On Monday, Sarah Setterfield from the UK writes her first blog post of the year. It's a beautiful blog post. And it was a heart and it had eight sections. And it was talking about the eight elements of either flourishing or thriving. Those words are totally interchangeable in my mind. So I always mix them up. I think she said thriving. And the top right corner was gratitude. And you and, and oh, in her post, she goes, oh, and I, now I'm a gratitude ambassador. Like, wow, isn't this beautiful? And then I thought, hmm, if we had a LinkedIn group, when somebody writes a post like that, we could post that in a LinkedIn group, get a lot of people to share it, like it, you know, grow that, spread that. I'm like, well, how many people are on LinkedIn? So then I started asking of this gratitude list, and then, uh, over a hundred of them were on LinkedIn. So then I'm like, well, what if we launched a LinkedIn group, right? Yeah. But it all started with a question on Friday, January seventh. W- would people want to be a gratitude ambassador? Yeah. And the answer is yes. yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. And you know, the way that I um, talk to our listeners is I, I talk about you know them being gratitude ambassadors because being a listener of the podcast, sharing the podcast, sharing the message, you are a gratitude you ambassador. Are. Even if you never, you know, you don't have to. What's amazing is you can just be a you can be a gratitude ambassador in your own life, and that alone has a ripple effect. So, you know. Absolutely. Don't feel that because, you know, don't feel that you have to show up in a big way to be a gratitude ambassador, being a gratitude ambassador for yourself, uh, in your for own your life, family yeah, is already for anybody who just for comes the people in contact that, with you, right? Right. The people yeah. that cross your path today. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. So this group is wonderful and I will make sure that we have a connection so that people can find us on LinkedIn. I personally am so happy to have found you and this group because I do like showing up in places where everybody's coming together under gratitude and in, there's a bit of a leadership there because, you know, that's, we're in a, we come from a business environment we're actively saying yes to being ambassadors. So it's a, m- a more active role, I would say, as opposed to just, you know, I post a lot of things, people like my posts or whatever, but this group feels more, uh, like you said, we're trying to, we're taking action and we want to do things and, and starting a movement. So I really, I really appreciate that about what you're doing and am grateful that you started it. So, well, thank you. And I mean, I look at this. How did you find your way, right? I talk about the power of invitation, and that's what an ambassador has. Every one of you listening, you you are an ambassador, one, because you believe in the power of gratitude. You, You practice gratitude personally. And then somewhere when opportunity presents itself, even if it's just as simple as, hey, what was the best thing that happened to you today, right? That's a gratitude question. You may not realize that that's a gratitude question. Or as one of our ambassadors said this morning, Jody from Washington State, she brought it up in a team meeting. There was a very, very different space. People weren't being grateful. But all of a sudden, her ambassadorship is just to drop a question in that plants a seed. And all of a sudden, people, oh, 
there's another way to look at this, right? That's ambassadorship. Or if you just invite somebody, hey, listen to this podcast, or you invite somebody, you share a book, you share a post, whatever that is, all of those are ambassadorships. And we all have the power of invitation. So a mutual friend of ours suggested you check out the group. Do you know how often uh, Lauren's name comes up in my podcast? <laughs> because she is a great connector of the gratitude community. She is, uh, you know, Lauren Blanchard Zaleski. She's the gratitude addict. And she yep. comes up in this community again and again because she's actively seeking yep. people who are sharing gratitude on a global scale. And she's so wonderful at connecting people. And I appreciate her for that. Um, Kevin, I have just noticed that we have been talking <laughs> for quite time. (laughs) And with respect to your time uh, and our community's time in the podcast, I reluctantly am going to um, wrap up this interview with a really important question just for you personally. Hmm. So you talked about, you've got your morning ritual action movement, whatever Hmm. it is, (laughs) your gratitude practice. If there's, could you share one part of your daily practice around gratitude so you showed us how you teach gratitude, but for you personally, what's something that's almost okay. like a non-negotiable for you in your gratitude practice? Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Uh, smartphone. Um, let me, let me clear something so then I can, and I probably, it won't show well because phones don't show well on screens, but if you use an iPhone, I think if you use any smartphone, you can find out how many times a day you pick up your phone. Mm-hmm. Now, I run programs on my phone, app-based programs, so I pick it up a lot. But right there, I have a gratitude screen, a lock screen. You can't see oh, it, but every time I pick up my phone, mm-hmm. every time. Now, I want to be clear and say this. Not every time do I pick up my phone and I see this, do I pause and express gratitude. But the last time I checked, I pick up my phone 126 times a day. So what if 10% of those times I see this quote and the quote that comes up on my screen, Julie, is my favorite gratitude quotation currently has been since June of 2020 when I was in a really dark place just because of some things that were happening in our life, Um, a termite infestation in our home, right? And and I had let a termite bond lapse, right? So it's like, "Ah, you did a stupid thing there, right? There's that, uh, my wife is, is just, panic-stricken over how bad this could be. And my friend Christy Kern sends me this quote, and this quote's become so meaningful to me, I made a lock screen of it. No amount of regret changes the past. No amount of anxiety changes the future. Any amount of gratitude changes the present. And Voskamp, no amount of regret changes the past. No amount of anxiety changes the future. Any, any, any amount of gratitude changes the present. So I do two things. One, I have a lock screen. And the last time I counted, I mean, I have 40 alarms. It's not 40 different alarms. I have alarms that go off 40 times on my phone. Like 12 of them go off between 4.59 a.m. and 6 a.m., that are mindset, just getting me to set the right mindset wow. every day, every day. Okay. And so it's just those things that I have wow. I have built prompts into my wow. life. Uh, at wow. 101 every day, one of those goes off. 105, another one goes off. So I just look down on my phone and there, there are things, they're not all gratitude, but they all tie back to gratitude, yeah. but they're just to keep my mind focused in the right direction. You know, Kevin, what's so amazing is that I've been doing this podcast now in my third year. I've had over a hundred, probably 150 interviews now. And yet the phone lock screen idea with the quote has not been mentioned yet. This is what I love about a gratitude practice is that every time you meet someone new, there's always new and different ways to look at it. And it's not that 
the reason it's important is that someone today who's been listening to my podcast and really is kind of maybe stuck in their gratitude practice, they're going to hear what you said today. And they're going to say, that's the one I'm going to adopt. And a hundred other people will just ignore it and it'll go past them. But that one person, and they're going to do that. And they're going to change the way they look at gratitude and how they practice it. And I, that is what I love about this practice so much. So Kevin, where do people find you? Where is the best place to connect with you? I mean, definitely okay. we have to include LinkedIn. LinkedIn LinkedIn is there. the preferred social okay. media. That's where right. I spend my time in social okay. media. Perfect. KevinDMonroe.com is website. And okay. I will give you the, I'll send you the link. There is a lock screen page. We have oh. six or seven lock screens that you can download for free. Oh Pick gosh. one of those and put on your phone. Um yeah. So I'm telling you, I've only used the one because it's my favorite quotation, but we have some others. One of those is gratitude is the gateway. It opens the door to more of the good things in life. But these are just, I mean, hack your brain. Yes. Your brain hacks you, hack your brain, right? So go, hey, I'm just going to put a prompt on my phone. And every time I pick up my phone, I see that, right? And it it prompts me to gratitude. Uh, That's great. Yeah. And then I... Plus one, four, zero, four, seven, one, three, zero, seven, one, three. That's my cell phone number. Text me, WhatsApp me, whatever it is you do, you can reach me. Oh, thank you so much. Kevin, there's honestly still so much that we could talk about and I appreciate you. And I feel that, you know, we'll be back together on the podcast (laughs) in the coming months. I've just really enjoyed our time, our conversation, Uh, your passion for gratitude. It's infectious, Mm. Uh, your authenticity, your just real joy for sharing and spreading this message. So thank you so, so much for being on. Thank you, Julie. And again, thank you for listening, right? The last time I read, I remember when we went over a million podcasts, I, I recently saw there are over 2 million podcasts in the world. That means you listening have choices of what you listen to. And to me and to people like Julie, it says something about you that you chose to listen to us and to this conversation today and that you desire to wake up with gratitude. And I'll say that that's wake up in the morning or wake up any time that you fall into a a a slumber throughout the day and your mind starts wandering somewhere else into scarcity wake up with gratitude. Come back. Oh, thank you so, so much, Kevin. I, I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast. So you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing, I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.